Hi, I'm Amy Porter, and this is my podcast. My mission is to show people how to empower themselves through music, business, and media. I try to see as clearly as possible how I can help. I showcase the music that I've played and the people I've met along the way. I'm a wife and a stepmom. You might know me as a professor, a performer, a producer, a publisher, a recording artist. I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. Welcome in to my Porter Flute Pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. Get out your notebook. You're going to want to sit on the couch and take notes. We are in our Stay Well, Play Well platform. And we're talking about personal wellness and those feelings of blame, fear, and regret. These are feelings that can emerge on the yoga mat, in a lesson, in a personal relationship, in our practice room. And today I want to discuss the concept that these feelings of fear, blame, and regret, they represent a space between where you are right now, so who you think you are, and where you want to be and who you are going to become. No one is producing this podcast except me, myself, and I. (laughs) So let's discuss mental health issues. From the vault, we bring you the Sicilian by Foray from the Lullaby Playlist with Catherine Goodson on piano. It's available on my Porter Flute YouTube channel. My mother put lyrics to this piece. Often I wouldn't want to practice, and she'd sing in the final phrases, Sell Amy's flute and buy clothes. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. I'm so happy you're here. Fear, blame, regret. All feelings that can emerge on the yoga mat, in a lesson, and in a personal relationship. As someone who can speak from my place of progress, I wanted to let you know that they are simply feelings. They are not you as your middle name, nor what your true nature and calling is in your life. I've been there, but I can firmly say these words and feelings are not calling the shots. Since I can remember, guilt was a household word. Guilt for not practicing, not winning first prize, not respecting my parents. And deep into middle age, I became the embodiment of these words and made all the decisions based on these feelings. I had created a gap between what I wanted as a human being, joyful, one life to live, happy with my life as a woman, not just a musician, And then the daily dramas that life was bringing meant I was living as a handler of drama and a mishandler of feelings. The basic attachment to who I was was based on what I had, what I played, what I produced, and my partner. Okay, so we can always bring ourselves with the belief 
to the place where being okay with who you are is a good place. Belief is transferred by osmosis, and it's where you're meant to be. You've heard me say these lines many times. Grow through your failures and keep your goals open-ended. And please don't care what others think because that means you're being manipulated. So listen on if you're okay with getting personal and not being afraid to feel. Let's talk about our feelings. I will remind you that the mind and the body are separate. And that's why we say we have a mind-body relationship. Because the mind can tell the body to do anything And when we associate it with thoughts, it's bombarded with all these thoughts and fear-based instructions, and we can become distorted in what we think we need. So we need to disidentify with the body and feel things and not bypass the feelings in order to get to the other side. And in the passing through the mucky work of feeling, we can see that our body is not our feelings, but it's involved with our feelings. It is possible to be observing calmly and at the same time feeling blame and fear and regret. We are unthreatened by our feelings when we're observing. The mind can be observed also. Try to look on the guilt as the observer, right? You can witness and evolve as a body and witness it with the mind, right? You go to the gym and work out, you can witness your body evolving. Why can't you just witness the mind evolving? And you can look at it as a step up and not panic. You can witness yourself as a vessel for change, evolving. Information is within those negative feelings. So the more you feel the negative fear, you can't generate change. When you're feeling the negative feelings and observing them and how your old actions would have behaved, then you can make the change you need to rewrite your story. The information's been taken, taken, learned, observed, and perceived. And what you do with the information will manifest what it is you're showing in your character. That's what I chose to do quite often. I I choose to say, who's fueling my fears and who is allaying my fears? And can I live as blameless as possible? Can I learn? Can I feel that my error is impassable or can I move forward? Now let's equate this to our performing and our practicing. How forgiving would we be if we only stopped blaming each little thing for our lack of perfection? Oh my goodness, nothing is perfect. Progress is our passion. And that comes with the smelly, rotten bits. And we have to practice through them in order to make them come easily. It's the old habits that shine through when we overlook. And we stay stuck in our old, old blame game. And we tend to falter and miss notes when we've not passed through the gap of where we are now and who we are to become.
beyond our feelings, what are the things slowing you down on your path? Memorization or simply remembering something? Sound and tone study or simply communicating who you are? Are technical issues holding you back? Or is it control issues in your life holding you back? Many people ask me how I can intimate their personality based on their flute playing and the answer is easy. I can hear it. It's your truth. So I ask, what can join you together with that higher version of yourself? What kind of relationship can you have with yourself through your art to find your center? If you want to make progress on stage and in your life, then become stronger through your own personal wellness. Your goals might be energy, strength, I need more focus, purpose, being passionate. Your goals might be finding your beauty, finding peace, finding fearlessness. So do the things and the exercises that bring you there. Create, write, play, and give your life these efforts. The universe will work the miracle through you. Make your thoughts positive because they're connected to you. They're connected to your permanent self. And it's yourself, that self that can't be altered. And it's joyful. Something miraculous happens when you give up the effort and exhaustive feelings of fear and blame, regret, guilt, lack. It's amazing when you stop keeping up the appearance of those words and the old self for even a moment. When you let them go and you start feeling compassion for yourself, you stop connecting with everything on a fantasy level and get truthful. People are so ready to connect on a fantasy level. They listen in their own fantasy world and live their fantasy for you sometimes. And you have to recognize the untruthful level in your personal wellness. The truth for you has to be born in your own daily life. There's only you. And after that wellness has begun, then you can connect with others in a truthful way and with your art in a truthful way. I'll take a commercial break here to remind you that the Anatomy of Sound workshop you know and love has found a new home online. It's called AOS-Wellness, and we are here for you as a faculty to provide resources and products for arts educators and performing artists. Join for six months or one year and get our five changing channels every month, plus the back content from previous months. Those channels are wisdom, movement, meditation, breathing, and practice. So after this show, you can go to porterflute.com slash AOS and learn more. You can opt in for our seven-day trial and get access to my popular focus sheet, along with all of the wisdom we're bringing to you from our amazing faculty, only at the Anatomy of Sound. I am a student of three separate but equal powers. My spirit is my first and foremost power, then my body, and then my mind. So I have teachers out there 
they don't know me, but they're very influential. So please know that because I serve the power of healing to others, I so need healing. Marie Forleo, she helps my mind. Chris Carr, she helps me address the eating and the body and and that amazing coordination. And Gabby Bernstein for my spirit. She also follows A Course in Miracles. She has a Dear Gabby podcast that I highly recommend, and her newsletters are phenomenal. I'm going to quote from this latest newsletter I just got because it's everything I'm about. It's everything I teach in the curriculum of Anatomy of Sound. So thank you, Gabby, for making this public knowledge. Here's Gabrielle Bernstein's advice from her book, Happy Days, page 168. Lesson one, relax your tongue. A technique that helps your body relax is to allow your tongue to soften and relax onto the floor of your mouth. You'll notice that your breathing immediately becomes more gentle. When you notice that change in breath, say out loud to yourself, I am alive and I can breathe. I love this practice and use it often. The moment I let my tongue soften, I automatically take a deep breath feel my jaw relax and feel more connected to my body and emotions. That's a quote from her book, Happy Days. And she goes on to say, you can use this practice anywhere. If you're in the car, relax your tongue. If you're in the middle of a fight with your spouse, relax your tongue. If you're having trouble falling asleep, relax your tongue. No matter where you are or what you're doing, Your breath will become more gentle when you relax your tongue. That change in your breath will bring you back into your body. And that affirmation, I am alive and I can breathe, affirms that you are indeed connected to your body. And this will move you from a state of disassociation and let you ease back into your body. Here's lesson two, chant V O O O O O O V Chanting in any form can facilitate an inner sense of inner peace. When you open up to chant or sing and create a resonance in the lower belly, you stimulate your vagus nerve. And that vagus nerve is responsible for regulating internal organ functions like digestion, heart rate, and respiratory rate. And it provides a signal to shut down an overstimulated nervous system. The vibration of chanting stimulates the vagus nerve and makes the voo sound enliven the viscera, the gut. The breath work helps you get centered in the present moment and a full expiration of breath produces a feeling of balance. When the vagus nerve is stimulated, your body gets the message that it's safe to relax de-stress, release anxiety, and change your mood. Do this practice in private so you don't limit your ability to embody the Vu chant. Sit comfortably, inhale slowly, pause momentarily. On the out breath, make an extended Vu sound, sustaining the sound throughout the entire exhalation. Vibrate the sound as if it were coming from your belly and focus on the vibrations. 
give yourself permission to make this sound as a full belly expression. At the end of the breath, pause briefly and allow the next breath to slowly fill the belly and chest again. And when the in-breath feels complete, pause and then make the voo sound again on the exhale until it feels complete. It's important to let the sound and breath expire fully before pausing and let the, the next inhale come naturally. Don't force it. Repeat several times and then rest. Focus your attention on your body, primarily on your abdomen, waiting and allowing your body to naturally adjust to the shift in your nervous system. Again, this is from Gabby's book, Happy Days. It's page 169. She says, do this exercise several times until the VU chant stimulates your vagus nerves and you, the vagus nerve, and you start to feel a massive energy release. Give yourself an opportunity to feel the grace this exercise can bring. Let me take one more opportunity to introduce you to the anatomy of sound where you can do a 34 minute yoga class or several different meditations all for free. You can see more of our content at AOS hyphen wellness. And if you're on our Porter flute website, it's porterflute.com slash AOS. Check us out for memberships and products that help the performing artists and arts educators. Here's my advice, whether you agree or not, and you can use all of these together or address them separately. Here you go. Psychotherapy. Don't be scared when they tell you it'll take years because it does. Just get in the car and go. Oh my gosh, especially if it's just the cost of a copay. Faith. Faith gives us a way forward, and when you're feeling small, pitiful, and low, Try a little faith. Faith in something other than darkness. See the light. It's right there inside. Breathe. I started a company about how to be aware of the breath in your life and in your performances. It's a lifelong study of how impacted the body and mind are by the breath. Work your body. Ask the body what it needs and it will tell you if you be quiet enough to listen. Feel your body. It needs to move like a well-oiled machine and it acts on the fuel you give it. If you give it sugar and processed things and carcinogens and phthalates and use plastics, yes, it will be taken over by the unorganic and develop disease. All those ingredients are embedded within our water, 
our foods, in our planet at this point, so reversing it is improbable in my lifetime. Energy, what's that? Well, think of it like a current of energy. Positive begets positive, right? That will turn on both your light bulb and your light within. Negative begets negative. And that thought process has energy too, just not as strong. We often choose the weaker energy of anger, fear, blame, and guilt, and especially regret. So put the energy in the light. Some wonderful resources are out there for you in books. When I reached for the self-help shelf at age 33, the Book of Common Prayer jumped off the shelf. I didn't question it. When I was in an ashram, sitting on the floor for four days, meditating in my 20s, I didn't question it. When I was trying to understand my own standards to live by after so many mistakes, I began to bridge the gap of my old self into the version I wanted to be. And I'm still becoming. Wisdom comes with age if you let it. If you're stuck and ambivalent, you'll still feel it as you. I said it in the beginning. I'd advise you to keep a journal. Have a good flush of your brain on paper and dream with a pen. Be grateful for the littlest things. And not only will your journal be a great dumping ground for your brain, but a proving ground for your efforts. Being grateful is one of the most powerful energy producing thoughts you can have. And it's often lacking ego and it's centered on humility. Find the resources for your personal wellness offline in nature. Find the bliss of the inner world and communing on this level within nature. If you weaken the efforts of your personal wellness program and you let it become watered down by discussions with friends, you lose the power of it. I've often been told to keep the energy in until it's strong enough to be released. Don't tell everyone. Don't talk about it. Just do it. And let the miracles happen. Introverts and sensitive people sometimes stop at the level of feeling peaceful. And if you're able to find that genuine peace and joy and bliss within yourself, that's amazing. But don't stop at that. Shine your light into community. Don't allow the light to be shrunken, but share it with the world. 
be called to share your peace and your energy and tell your story. I'll share my story in a few words if you haven't heard it already on the other episodes. While my career was taking its course of magnificence from my manifestations in the practice room, I had brought myself repeatedly to the same positions between a rock and a hard place in my personal life. I had a father with Alzheimer's, mother with cancer, a young woman with a career that had a mind of its own. I ended up repeating my own history, suffering through mistakes and despair and anger. And when I realized I could feel this chasm, it was like a huge, huge 30-foot space between me and my Holy Spirit. You might have felt this space in your late 20s or your 30s or your 40s or all of that time, and it can be large or small. For me, it was like being in the middle of an intersection in my car and not knowing which of the four directions to choose. It didn't matter. Just tell me where to go. But I couldn't. I couldn't decide. A confused mind always says no. So I got help. I asked for help. And I was assigned a therapist. Did I argue, ask, or question the choice of therapists? No. I accepted. I trusted. And six years of therapy included the life events that, oh my gosh, then included divorce of my then husband, suicide of my then partner, incarceration of another partner, all events I would have never survived without this therapist in place every week, unshakable and understanding. I also turned to priests and yogis and healers too. This gap, that intersection I was in of being in a place in limbo, and it showed me I was the enabler in my relationships. And that was something I created from a negative space in myself. The fear and blame from the divorce, the regret of suicide, and the shame on myself for making the wrong choices. So here's what I did. I learned to admit to it as being uncomfortable. Yep, we don't like uncomfortable. I think that in order to bridge the gap, you need to cross over the bridge and go through the intersection of pain. The sorrow and the pain all have to be felt. It lives in you because it's meant to be dealt with. The desire of your progress is natural and it's inevitable in your life's journey. You're going to progress. It's your own personal pathway and you will thrive and you will grow. And you can do this when you deal with the pain of the self. I'll send you a fair warning. When you come from a place of blame, then you bypass the feelings altogether. You have to feel the sensations of fear and blame and regret because you do feel it against yourself or another person, and it's not going to help anybody. And the biggest lesson here is that you do not embody them. To sit and go through these feelings with a therapist was life-changing. One day, I made a decision. And within 48 hours of kicking out the shame, the regret, the disillusion, and the person causing it all, 
I got an email in my inbox with two lines in it. Dear Amy, this is Jeb Bogue, and this is my email address, and that's it. So here's what happened. Within 48 hours, my spirit rang so true and so far, just my spirit, that a widower, my old friend in Pennsylvania, some, someone who I loved in my youth, the boy in my diary was wondering where my heart was, and he'd remembered that I'd love him, loved him once. It was a cold call, if you will. If my energy had been negative, it would have never happened. I graduated from therapy around the time of our wedding. It's been a very meaningful episode for me to make, and I hope that you now are on your journey to your personal wellness. It will make all the difference in your performances and in your life. You can find me at amyporter.com or porterflute.com. And on all the social media channels, I'm Porterflute or Anatomy of Sound, aos-wellness.com. Thanks for being in Porterflute Pod. I'm so grateful for you.